Hello, welcome to Talk The Line. I'm Jen Long. Each week I talk to someone on this podcast from the world of music or they're off the telly about one specific subject they are passionate about. You can follow us on Twitter at Talk The Line and me at Jen Long. And you know what? Please get in touch because we're not a radio show. There's no text in. So we'd love to hear from you if you are a listener, where you are, how you found us. You can maybe even suggest some more people that we should talk to next. And if you're a regular listener please give us a subscribe. Essex-born singer Anne-Marie worked with the likes of Gorgon City and Magnetic Man before rising to fame as part of the Rudimental family and spending two years with them on the road. Her debut EP Karate was named in tribute to a lifelong pursuit of Shotokan Karate, which earned her a double gold medal at world champion level, aged just 11. At the end of 2016, she joined an exclusive club of artists when she scored a UK Christmas number one, sharing vocal duties with Sean Paul on Clean Bandit's Rockabye. This year, Anne-Marie was nominated for a Brits Critics' Choice Award and is now working towards her own debut album. As one of the UK's most exciting and relatable pop stars, she's also become a role model for many young girls, and that's why today we're talking about body image. Uh, Thank you for chatting to me today. That's all right. We're talking about body image in young women? Yeah. Specifically young women? Yeah, but everyone really. Everyone really, innit? Yeah. Yeah. There's major, major rubbish going on, like... Well, it's all, I feel like it's always been going on, like... Yeah. We've always been kind of controlled about what we should look like. We've mm. always, if you think back to, like, when corsets were really in, like, that was seen mm. to be, like, really beautiful and really feminine. And it's, that kind of died out and then it was having really long hair and then it went to really short it's just constantly changing there's always something that we are meant to live to to think to make us feel like we're we're good enough Mm. which really annoys me I guess when I was like growing up and at school that I feel like the conversation around this was like sort of just starting where it was about uh, like women's magazines and, and, mm. and the kind of like way that they would airbrush people I guess that was sort of I feel like I mean, maybe it was just because I was doing my uh, A-level media studies and that was <laughs> yeah. just what I was reading at the time but it did feel like that was the sort of start of the conversation but it, it feels like since then it's become such a bigger issue and something mm. that people are really aware of yeah. yet something that still seems to affect I know. like everyone yeah it's, it is weird like it, yeah, yeah, it's strange how we're more aware yet nothing's changing, nothing's happening about it. Yeah, I know, feel like all that's happening is that like people are doing, looking more into or doing more research and finding mm. out that the situation's even worse than yeah, we imagine. Yeah, getting angry about it. Yeah, and finding out that like guys get eating disorders from, mm-hmm. from like all these like images of like men with six packs and stuff as well. And, yeah, and like I remember watching a TV program. And I think it was on BBC Three about like really skinny guys who wanted to get really buff and couldn't because they're just like super skinny. Mm. I'm, I used to do a radio show. I, mean, I know he won't mind me saying this. I used to do a radio show on Radio One with a guy called Ali McRae. And Ali was, <laughs> he's like six foot something. He's like so tall that when we did our press shots together, he would have to like bend down at the knees so that they could actually get us oh. in frame. And uh, I remember one time we like, we were doing like like arm flexing or something at a festival and they put a picture up on the internet on our radio show and people were just like, oh my God, she's got bigger muscles than he has. And he started like going to the gym and he went to like the doctor because he was like underweight. Oh. And like 
the doctor made him said they had to eat like 6,000 calories a day. So he just remember like going up to Glasgow because we we're doing the show together from Glasgow and he was like just eating constantly and he's just like, Jen, I'm so sick of eating. Oh. Like, I just feel, I just feel sick. I just feel so full and lethargic and just sick. I think he gave it up after like a couple of months, but it's not even like people who want to be skinny. It's like people who are skinny mm. and want to get bigger. But it's, it's whatever's like, in fashion. Whatever's in fashion, but it's like not, maybe not what your body natural. is, natural body shape yeah, is. totally. Well, it's like, I guess I always say whatever in fashion, but it really is just like, whatever you are not, that's what you want to be. Because mm. when I was in school, I, it was all to the thing to be skinny. So all girls just wanted to be skinny. The more skinny you were, the more popular you were. So that's what I grew up with. And then now I'm in my, now I'm older. Now it's, for me, it's the opposite. Now I feel like having curves is in and mm. I, I want to put my weight on. So it's just nuts. Like, and then I speak to my sister who's curvaceous and absolutely stunning. And she's like, well, I want to look like you. So can we swap? And I'm just like, how can you look? It's, it's basically whatever we haven't got, we, we want. Yeah, yeah. Which is, it's partly us and partly the fact of whatever people are shoving our faces of what we should look like, that's what we think we should be doing. And it just freaks me out. Like, I wish there weren't ever such thing as makeup. Like, I wish it was never invented. Like, mm. imagine that. Everyone would just look how they looked. And I mean, that's me most days, if I'm being really honest. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was me most days, but I'm still so insecure about it. Like, sometimes... I do rock out with no makeup and I feel so fresh and so clean and like I feel great but then there's stuff like today where I have to shoot some stuff oh, on yeah. for, for TV and I'm still too insecure not to wear makeup. Well you kind of have to when you're on telly don't you? Do you? I yeah, mean if otherwise was... you just sort of look like a ghost because of the way it's lit and everything. Yeah. Because well, when I used to do like a little bit of TV presenting at festivals they always used to, I always used to be like minimal makeup because I never wear it in real life. Like I, I put like a bit of mascara on before I leave the house sometimes if I'm feeling pretty. <laughs> I'm just too lazy, basically. I'm that's, just too lazy. Well, that's a good excuse. And also like when you're just on talking. <laughs> no, one, no one can see yeah, my I don't face. Normally... face for radio, this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't normally wear this much makeup. Well, I have my hair done so no. nice. But they would always have to just put like a layer on because they were like, otherwise you're going to look ill on screen. Mm. You're going to look like you've just vomited or something, which at fe music festivals was most of the time. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you were, so did you go to like a stage school? Or? Yeah, that was separate to normal school though. I went mm. to normal school and then every Saturday went to a dance school, performing arts school. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, my school was very much about image and what girls look like mm. and the pretty were, the more popular they were. So, it, it's quite sad, really, that looking a certain way actually gained you friends and stuff like that. It, yeah. weren't, it weren't ever about if you were nice to people or if you were actually a genuinely nice person. It was if you had the nicest hair or yeah. if you had great skin, you know, which is so sad. And that's, how, that's actually how it just is. I know, that's why I didn't have any friends growing up. I, I, didn't, I still didn't, <laughs> but I, I tried. <laughs> yeah, I know, I just... Like, I mean, I still look in the mirror and I still think to myself, oh God, you, you need to get that fixed or you need to like tone your belly up. I, I honestly see so many negative things about myself mm. and like, 
I guess the, the thing is that we need to, I, what I feel like I need to start doing is looking in the mirror and kind of going back to the basics of what what we actually need our body for. Like, it's an instrument. Um, one day if I say to myself, oh, my, the back of my legs got so much cellulite on them, and, that, and then I think to myself, but I need, my legs let me walk. It's like, if you if we have that way of thinking, if we look in the mirror and say, Oh well, my feet are a bit big, but Jesus, like, yeah. it's it's. I feel like if only we had a different way of looking at ourselves instead of the way we do. I don't know. It's so hard. The thing that I I I've always. I mean, I was a little bit a little bit podgier growing up. Perhaps mm. I really enjoyed peanut butter sandwiches. Me too. Who I still do. <laughs> I still um, do. Too. But I was kind of lucky because they they um they built. A fitness first on my like school's property. Mm. So when you when you went to sick form at my school, you got given like a discounted membership to the gym if, if you wanted it. Mm. And it was only like twenty quid a month to go to fitness first. Nice. And so I took the gym offer because I I didn't I couldn't drive because I was like the young youngest in the year, you know, classic and also I'm terrible at driving. Um, <laughs> failed my test like five times. But uh, I was like, oh, cool, I'll, I'll take the gym membership. This is so sad, actually. <laughs> I'll take the gym membership and then I can go to the gym in my free periods instead of sitting in the common room alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, yeah. But that then kind of, I started going to the gym when I was like 16. Mm. And I guess it's that thinking of your body less as like thin or fat and more as like, healthy yeah like could i run a mile right now without like coughing my lungs up or being yeah. sick like yeah. am i actually like looking after because our health and our bodies are such valuable instruments and if you treat it right then hopefully it will last a long time but mm. i feel like that's the bit that often gets left out in the kind of like skinny thin fat debate do you know yeah. what i mean people it's just like well what about just healthy what about just your natural body weight yeah 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 I feel, yeah, exactly that. Basically, I was just like, what I try and do on on social media is just talk about everything like that, like, because I you do find, like kind of realise that this, well, young girls are basically much more older than what we were when we were young. If you get what I'm saying, yeah, like they grow up faster. Yeah, yeah, like, and the they're so young now and, and already feeling a certain way about themselves and I literally mm. when I was like 13 and that I I, I didn't really know anything about oh that God. kind of completely unaware yeah completely unaware I used to wear like thongs I don't know why I wore thongs <laughs> to school that had the day of the week written on oh the God, waistband I think I did that too yeah and I used to pull them up really high oh so it was like low jeans and a high thong, kind of like Britney Spears. Stuff. But I, de I was definitely, I definitely had some good love handles on there. I was probably just walking around with this, just like, just like a piece of a, you know how they like wrap those big bits of meat with string. I probably just looked like that, but completely unaware. Yeah. Completely just like having a great time listening to Limp Biscuit. Yeah, we we were, but. Now they're not. They're not. They're not unaware, and they're so turned on to. Is this something that you've noticed then by your like social media and your fans? Yeah, and who, totally. Who spoken to? Like, I'm. I'm not sure if that's because I'm just like finding out more about it now and learning about it now. Mm -hmm. I'm that, that I'm noticing that, or whether it's they've been like that for a while. But I, I see like my fans or the people that follow me and come to see my shows. 
they're so young and every now and again I get young girls coming up to me like giving me letters and I read these letters and it's just insane how they feel at that age and I, it makes me sad because like in these letters they're going well my nan says I'm fat and I can't get a job because I'm not pretty enough and I've tried to kill myself because and, and I'm reading this stuff and I'm like I can't believe that these young girls are feeling this way and I don't I, I mean, I'm kind of going off of the body image thing, I guess, but... Well, I, mean, I think it all plays into it. It's yeah. all self-esteem, isn't it? Yeah, and, it is. It's mad. It's actually so horrible to see that they're already that low in, yeah. in their thoughts. Why do you think that is? Is it, is it because... I mean, I guess the things... When I, when I was doing my A-level media studies and we were talking about, like, women being represented in magazines and the images and photoshopping, mm. but I suppose once you open the world of the internet, which mm. unfortunately I'm slightly too old to have grown up with. Um, <laughs> once you open that and you've got all, everyone's got phones, everyone's on their phones constantly on Instagram and yeah. just seeing all these images of people portraying perfection. Yeah. And then that's just so unachievable. It's not it real. Is. But even the people in the images don't look like that. Mm. Like I've, I watched a, a YouTube thing earlier about <clears throat> this model who was saying how she had a picture in a magazine and she sent it to her parents and they, they said, the parents were like, where are you in it? Because they, they'd changed her that much. Wow. And, and she's a model. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's mad that we look at these people and we're like, oh, they look amazing. Like, mm. And then when we see them in real life, they probably don't look like that at all. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it is, I mean, social media is kind of the devil, but it's obviously amazing in some ways, but yeah, like we had magazines and we had television. But how old are you? I'm 26. 26, yes. You're, you're only a bit, young, a bit younger than me. <laughs> I love how I said that. You're like six years younger than me. <laughs> you're only a bit younger. <laughs> but yeah, I guess... We didn't have social media though, no, did we? we? we didn't. We couldn't just click we. open a... <laughs> no, it's true. Like we we kind of missed this when we were younger we didn't have all yeah. this and we didn't just open a social media thing and have all of these different things shoved in our faces whether it is from body image to what is happening around the world we didn't know that stuff so yeah it's it's quite sad like yeah what do you do when you get those sort of those sorts of letters is there kind of like a do you have like a protocol set up with your manager or anything that you can mm. or do, do you just sort of take that burden on and does it kind of affect yeah. you in your, your day um I mean yeah the thing is I'm an empath so I kind of whatever I see I feel uh, even other people's emotions I totally take that into my own body so I do get completely overwhelmed and overtaken by emotions other people's emotions so when I do read stuff like that it does take me a while to kind of get over it or around it and I just try and contact them and help in some way just so I know that I've done something and maybe even help them through a patch like that's they, a lot to take on as a it is but I feel like I um, that's what I'm here for I honestly do I feel like I'm here to make people feel better and feel f lo love themselves I'm, I'm like that's like one of my sole aims is just to help people through situations and hopefully let them, I don't know, accept themselves or accept things or anything, just yeah. be stronger and happier. 
So, I mean, have you, have you ever stood up to things like being airbrushed or when you're being yeah. photoed? Have you ever said no to certain things? Yeah, and... I, yeah I, got a, I did a photo shoot once. I can't even remember what it was for now, but they sent, it, they sent us it back. And I, I don't know if, it, if I was being really picky. I don't know if anyone else could actually see it, but I noticed that they'd, like, taken my... Because I have, like, a... When I laugh and that... I have like a double chin, which I love, <laughs> but um, they'd taken my jawline up, they'd made my waist skinnier, my, even my legs skinnier, which is just mental. And I just sent it right back and I was like, tell them to get off all of this photoshopping that they've done, please. Mm. Like, I, I, I don't want to be that person that everyone thinks is perfect. I want, I want people to see me and think, oh, she's actually... She's she's got this and she's still happy about it. Like, why can't I? I want to be the person who shows that those parts of myself to everyone. I don't want to be someone on an someone who can influence people because of a following on social media and not use it to my advantage to say things like that. Like, I don't want to put up photos all the time of me looking my best when I've had my hair and makeup done. Like. Sometimes I do want to just make a video in the morning when I'm looking rough. Yeah. And I'll just be like... Isn't that mad, though, that you're happy to do that on social media, but then you don't want to leave the house without makeup? Yeah, I think I have got better. Like, when, when I was younger, I never used to wear makeup. Yeah. And then I got into makeup majorly when, I, when that's when I wouldn't leave the house without it. And now I've, this has probably been like three or four years where I've totally like been fine without makeup. But it's... I've still got a long way to go where I just can not wear makeup and feel fine about it because it sounds really annoying and, and stupid, but there's going to be so many people that comment on something. If I don't, if I do an interview without makeup, so many people will comment on it and negative stuff about what what I look like, and I just don't feel like I'm ready for that yet. Like. That will come eventually, which is so sad because that's what crazy? I'm trying to. I'm you trying to change. Yeah, yeah, I know, but yeah, I'm t it's it's a bit annoying because I'm trying. I'm kind of like not practicing what I preach, but mm. I, I'm trying to to get there. Mm. Yeah, that's crazy. You could do a whole interview and people wouldn't even listen to the things you're saying. Yeah, they'd just be looking at the fact that you weren't wearing makeup and then take offence from that. I yeah. think that's so strange. Yeah. But completely believable in the environment of the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Why, why do you think it is that people even feel the need to call others out on how, how they look or how they dress, especially when it's something so inane, I feel? I feel like everyone has their idea of what they think is perfect, and like everyone has a different idea of that. Mm. So if someone... If someone finds this sort of thing perfect and I'm not what they see in that way, they will have everything they want to say about it. So you get, like, abuse as well? Yeah. they Like, I have loads of comments saying I'm fat because I'm not a size whatever they think should be not fat. Like, and that, that I mean, it doesn't affect me because I don't feel like I... I mean, I don't know what fat is, and I don't really call. I don't really know what I see as fat. I just, I mean, I'm not the type of person to say, "Oh, she's skinny" or "She's fat." I'm mm. kind of past that whole thing, and I just look at people for, you know, their souls. But you know, 
a lot of people haven't really got to that stage yet. And mm. yeah, it's, it's just someone else could look at me who's has a different idea of what perfect is and still and say bad stuff about me. Even these two people have different ideas of perfect, but they're still saying what they don't think is right of me, if you know what I mean. No, I know what you mean. It's just, I, just, I just find it so strange that, that people take the time to call others out in mm. that, that way. And it must, yeah, it must get you down. Because I remember the, yeah, the, the times when I have done a bit of telly and I've been told about my uh, David Coulthard jawline or that I just <laughs> look like a hairy man. Um, <laughs> And those, those are the, the those are the tweets that stick with you. Yeah, they are. And then you're just like, but I'm on telly, and you're just like sat in your bedroom sending me nasty messages. Yeah, these these people are the ones that are aren't happy though. That's the thing. That's yeah. what. This is why we have to like kind of. We have to help the people who are. Who are the ones who are suffering with the, not feeling good about themselves? But we also need to like help the people who are doing the nasty comments because we need to kind of retrain their brains into knowing what's not good to say. It's quite mean girls, isn't it? It's like the bit where she has that epiphany where the limit doesn't exist, Yeah. you know? And she's like, just because she's got a snaggle tooth and she's got funny socks doesn't change who I am. Yeah. You know, it doesn't act, I'm not prettier from telling someone else that they're uglier. Yeah. Doesn't make a but, difference, does it? But it makes some people feel better. Which is insane. Well, it's not insane. It's entirely believable and plausible and, yeah. Mm. So do you ever reply to people who say those sort of things to you or do you kind of just rise above it? Mm. Yeah, I, sometimes I do say something back, especially if I, it's something that I want others to see. Like, for... Most of the time I have an initial reaction to something and most of the time I don't say anything, but I feel like if it's something that other people could see and be like, oh, she, she thinks it's cool not to be like that or this sort, sort of way, I'll do it for other people so they can kind of learn from that. Mm. But I have been, there's been some times where I've had comments, I've actually, I've had like, Say if I've seen a bad comment from someone and I've just like gone in on them. I think I had like a comment saying I'm fat or something like that and I went on their profile picture and it was of this man in the, in the water with his belly out and I just took a screenshot and I was like, um, and I, I replied it. And then I went on to his profile and there was about five or six like negative things that he'd said to me and then there was one like positive thing that he'd said to me and it was like he was looking for a reaction of what one he would get attention for right. and that kind of made me think oh if I'd seen the good one I and reacted and, and answered that one then maybe he wouldn't have thought about being nasty just to get a reaction out of me or a, or a reply yeah so yeah it's it's kind of I mean the internet is so messed up I can't I even begin to do you think there should be some kind of like training in schools or do you think this should be something that, that young girls and young, and young men are, are kind of taught as yes. they're growing up? Because I don't know if they do do that now, but there was definitely yeah, nothing, no. nothing about this sort of like social awareness or, or kind of, yeah, sort of awareness that, that, the me, that the impact that the outside world can have on your psyche when I was at school. Yeah, I think, I think schools should change that they're teaching plans and all of that 
all of the time. Like everything has changed so much from when all of this, all of this classes were set and all of the whatever, what they have to teach, like the mandatory or whatever. Yeah, that's it. Cur curriculum. That's everything has changed so much from those times. How you? How is? It's just not necessary. Like some things aren't necessary, and and things that are aren't there. Like totally think there should be lessons about self-love and just anything that we're even talking about today should there should be a lesson about that and there should be a lesson about more cultural stuff and every kind of history because I remember in in school I, I only learned about like white history mm. and that that just really frustrates me that I uh, now looking back really we should learn about every type of cultural background and history in life so some things just need to change in schools I think like there's definitely one needs to be about social media I mean it's out of control like they say oh that you need to be a certain age to be but you can just lie about yeah. your age and be on social media it's there's no point putting boundaries like that when it when it's possible to just lie about your age on one little question on when you're logging into a thing I feel like there's so many sites that that I don't, didn't even know about until they like pop up in the news because someone's taken their life because mm. they've been bullied on some ask me anything or question cat or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what they're called. But like, you know, and mm. I suppose when I when I was younger, I used to spend all my time on MSN Messenger. Yeah. And then you're just talking to like the same three people that you've spoken to all day at school mm. and that's but it's just these, these the, now it just seems like kids are open to the entire world coming at them and it's like I was having a conversation with um, a man the other day who has two who has one daughter actually and he was saying about when we grew up in schools if you got bullied or you, something in school at least you could just like run away into the after school and be just left alone and yeah. just be on your own and kind of figure things out and have your family there, whatever. And and now kids can't get away from it. Like they leave school and then there's social media straight away. People doing exactly the same thing to them if if they're from the same school or even not even knowing them. There there are people there having something to say and it's like it's it's not you can't escape it. So do you think it's do you think it's as like refined as just body image and do you think it goes it spreads out into mental health as well I think yeah it I think I think I read a statistic about the the people that have wanted there's a certain percentage of people that have wanted to commit suicide for a particular reason of what the way they look have had a mental health issue so mm. I'm, I'm not really good at all these percentage things but I know I watch things and I, I see these percentages of stuff and I'm just blown away by it. Like, it's, it's something like in America, like 50% of kids underneath 13 have, have, are not happy with their bodies or something like that. And it's just like, it's just nuts. So young. Yeah, it's so yeah. young. And <clears throat> you know what? I think, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not going to preach about how to like, how to teach your kids or whatever, but as a mum, I think I think mums need to be so on it now with mm. their children. Even dads, like I think whoever's there for the 
whoever you're looking after, I think you just need to be completely on it and open with them. And and yeah, I, I think if if the mums and dads can get in there at an early age and teach them what the schools ain't teaching them, it's going to help in some sort of way. And, and I know you can't really escape that and you can't not tell, tell your kid not to have a phone when they're whatever age, but at least you can have that some sort of like foundation of what you should feel about yourself and how you should treat others and stuff like that. Yeah. Do you think social media is the, the biggest impact then? Or do you think, cause, you know, there's also film, TV, music industry, pop stars, when you turn on the telly and you see a Rihanna video and you're like, well, I'm never going to look <laughs> like that, am I? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, if you think before all of this social media stuff, like, we, I still felt that way about things and music videos and all stuff like that. I always felt like, oh, maybe I should cut my hair like that and then I'll be as pretty as hell or whatever. But I guess Get the just, Rachel. <clears throat> yeah, I guess just now it's just, it's constant. Like, we, we would have school, probably not have internet on our phones, so we wouldn't be looking at our phones at lunchtime. Mm. Uh, we'd come home, watch EastEnders, have dinner, and then go on the internet for half an hour for a night, be on MSN, not yeah. even on the internet Google page, you know? So, yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's there, like it's a catalyst. It's there, but there are other it, like if you cut social media out of it, there are obviously still other things that that people, whoever created all of this stuff and making women or people in general look a certain way. That's they're the reason why we feel like we do. Do you think women get a tougher ride than men? Mm, yeah, I do, but. I'm not saying that men don't get a tough ride. Like, mm. it, it's mad. They don't really get much attention when it comes to that, the kind of self-love thing, because you just think, oh, men are strong, men can deal with it, they don't mm. need to have skinny body, or you know what I mean? But if you think about the gym aspects of everything now, like, all men kind of want to be buff and yeah. all of that, and that's kind of where it starts, like, it could, it could get out of hand or I don't know yeah I mean women have always felt it like when if no where I don't know where it would come from whether it would be looking good for the boyfriend or the husband or for anything like that it's it's always been there for every part of a woman's life yeah um or for the girlfriend just gonna throw that oh, one yeah, in sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We don't get too heteronormative. Yeah, I know, that's a bit bad of me. Um, just, my, just my little take. Um, yeah, yeah I, was actually, I was listening to another podcast um, called Homo Sapiens, which is Chris Sweeney and Will Young's podcast, and they were talking about how there's some statistic where it's something like 60% of people want to look good for their partner, but only 30% want a partner that looks good. Yeah. So we're all, like, straining to, like, look as good as possible for, you know, whichever person grabs our fancy but really you don't want a boyfriend or girlfriend who's like perfectly toned I mean that to me would just make me feel even more awkward if I was like dating someone who was like the image of perfection yeah like, yeah oh my god I found another hair on my nipple oh, oh god what if they see it <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah yeah it's true yeah that is mad I just feel like sometimes there's just so much comfort in the flaws yeah I think floors are beautiful. Like I, I wrote a song basically writing down all of my insecurities about stuff that I do 
that other people would probably see as weird. Mm -hmm. And I just, I wanna, I don't know, I've, I just imagined in my live show, like during that song, having women that are different to what people see in magazines and stuff like that, just on the screen in the background, just showing that everyone is different and you don't have to be ashamed of having spots or cellulite or, you know, anything that's diff that's seen as different. Mm. So I don't know if I'm just gonna try my hardest throughout my time here on earth <laughs> to just try and improve what we we think is right to what what is right to look like, you know. What are some of the things then that you do that you think are or you have that you think are weird? Uh, let different. me think about the lyrics. <laughs> so for example, I want to have bigger legs but everyone would probably be like, why the hell would you want bigger legs for? You'd surely want, like... You want, like, muscly? Yeah, like, yes. toned do big... some squats. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But people I would probably think... I went squat phase once. Sorry, yeah. I interrupted you. That's right. I was just going to tell you, if you do a lot of squats, then you get... I, I get this thing. You're, you probably, I think most people get it, called DOMS, which is, like, delayed onset muscle syndrome or something like that. I have never heard of it. And so, basically, you'll be sat down like this, right? for a little while and you'll have done squats like two days. It always hurts the most two days after. Yeah. And then you'll get up to walk and you'll be like... And you look like you pooed yourself, <laughs> sort of like this. Because <laughs> your legs just don't... Because you just like strange your like quads so wow. much. Because when you lift weights, you just like rip all the muscles and then mm. you know, all the protein repairs it. Yeah. But yeah, just a little warning for when you get your bigger legs. Yeah. I like a good quad though. Yeah, I do like I do like my Sorry, big legs. Bigger legs. Yeah. Um, let me just say the lyrics. Um, no matter where I go, everyone stares at me. Not into fancy clothes. I'm rocking baggy jeans. Getting too close for comfort, but comfort is what I need. So I eat my body weight in chocolate and ice cream. I just like. I just wanted to write a song that's just not stuff that people see as like acceptable. I guess mm. and. It's funny how many people listen to it and go, oh my God, I'm so like that. Really? But, you know, it's, it's not, they probably won't tell anyone that they're like that because yeah. they don't want people to think they're weird. So, yeah, I just, I mean, that, I guess that's one beauty about music and writing music is that you can talk about stuff like that. Like I loved Eminem and Lauryn Hill, people that actually spoke about like real issues and and stuff that was going on in the world and I just, well, I think if I'm going to be able to speak to a lot of people about any issues then I'll do that through music, which is so lucky. I mean, is, is that something, do you, do you comfort, do you actually comfort in real life? Yeah. When, when people, is that your kind of like, your catharsis, I suppose? What does that mean? Like your like way of um, dealing with the day. Like, you know, like sometimes when you've had like a, a shit day or someone sent you like a nasty comment mm. and you've got to do something to like release that like negative feeling like it's like cathartic to like punch a punching bag mm. or it's like cathartic to write a song where you just get it all out mm. you know oh my god i've got so many things that i do yeah uh, when i was younger i definitely was a puncher i used to punch <laughs> my walls and my mum and dad used to hate me because there was holes in the doors you punched a hole in a door. Yeah, I did. And my mum covered up with a West Ham <laughs> scarf. <laughs> Whenever anyone came around, she was just like, mm -hmm. Did you not break your hand? No. <gasps> Don't think so. Why are 
you, Luke Cage? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, there's loads of things I do. I'm so emotional that sometimes I just cry and cry and cry. Sometimes I have to see my best friends and they'll make me feel better. Sometimes I'll work out. Mm. Sometimes I'll watch programmes or comedies. There's so yeah. many things that I do that would make me feel better, yeah. And when you, when you were at, um, are your friends now the same friends that you had when you were at, at school and at, at your sort of stage dance school? Um, no, actually, I think my, my good friends are the ones that I've probably made later on in life. Mm. There, there, is, there is a couple of friends that I've known for a while, but they've literally, like, the two that I've known longest are now, like, working away in Vietnam and oh, places wow. like that, yeah, so... They're, they're not close to me, but like my best friend, <clears throat> she's older than me and I've, she's known me since I was like a baby. So we, I don't know, it, it's, I have a few, I don't have many friends, mm. but I, I have, have the people that I know that give me the right things that I need and make me happy, yeah. This is probably a complete stereotype generalization, but I just always imagine like stage schools and drama schools and things like that to be super like intense in terms of like your body image and competitiveness. Mm. Um, I, I remember I, where, I, where I grew up was right next to a dance school and they, my, I, I can't remember who told me this but apparently like all the girls there just used to eat jelly babies because there's zero fat in jelly babies. Is there not? Well I mean there's like <laughs> fucking loads of sugar. Yeah, but they, They're just sugar, there's no fat in sugar. Yeah. Um, it just turns to fat if you don't burn off the energy. I don't know. I think where I left the dance school when I was 13. So I kind of probably missed the years where they would be like, okay, you need to lose a bit of weight now. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because I was just young and just going with whatever was right. But I don't know. I, I never really felt that I was in thinking about that, that anyway, mm -hmm. at that age anyway. And how about working in the music industry? Like, you do hear horror stories about like female musicians, especially who are told by their A and Rs, like you need to lose a few pounds, or like told mm. by their managers, like obviously your manager Jazz would never do anything like that. She's no, so lovely, no. but but who are told you know like you need to drop a few pounds or shift up or whatever it is, you know, because mm. you, you need to be like this sort of high aspirational. Yeah. Like an aspirational kind of character. Do you ever get pressures from like the label or, or kind mm. of, I don't know how, how you got your record deal and started out, but kind of trying to climb the ranks. Did you ever um, feel any pressure to look a certain way or did anyone ever put that pressure on you? I, I kind of always knew that I wanted to look different to everyone else anyway. So I, I kind of never really listened to people like that, which is probably something to do with like an, my individual character. But I remember first getting into it and, and someone saying, would like say if we were going to a meeting, they'd be like, you shouldn't wear that jumper because I've probably got it from a charity shop down my road or something. Oh, you shouldn't wear that to that meeting. I'd be like, oh, and I'd take it off, but it would stick with me and be like, and I'd think about it for a while, for a while after that. And, probably would never take my jumper off ever again if someone said something like that again, you know? So mm. it's a massive learning thing as well. I remember um, being in the studio somewhere before and someone came down and was like, oh, um, we're, we're thinking about him styling you. Can, can you just 
stand in front of him for a minute. This went this when I first got into the industry and I really didn't really know anything about yeah. it. And he kind of just went, right, can you turn around? And I turned around in a circle and he was like, yeah, you need to lose some weight from your hips. <gasps> and I... Oh, because it's, that's how the body works. It's that easy. You're like, <laughs> no. today I'm going to lose weight from <laughs> this part of my body yeah. and tomorrow from this part. Yeah. That's, that's biology. <laughs> yeah. Well, biology 101. But it, it is those little moments that, that's actually made me rebel and kind of do the opposite. Yeah. Like, now I want, fuck that guy. Yeah, you know? like. But it's, it's true. If I was a different person, I would... That could have got to me. Like, mm. I, did, I told my granddad about it and he was like, thank God you're you're not affected by that because you could have literally turned anorexic from that. Like, if yeah. someone said that to you and... Yeah, it's... Uh, they're the only two comments that I've ever had, though. Like, my lab my record label are really great people and they let me wear whatever I want. They let me be whatever size I want to be. So, luckily, the people that I've surrounded myself with are really great people, but I'm sure there's a lot of not great people yeah. that other people have to deal with. Yeah, I mean, you do have to, you, I guess you kind of, there kind of is a thing that you expect every pop girl singer to look like. And to be honest, I don't know if I even, I, I don't fit into that because I'm, I'm, I'm not really skinny and... It's a bit boring as well, isn't it? Yeah. I preferred it in like the 80s and like early 90s maybe even when everyone looked a bit different. Yeah. Didn't they? Yeah. I feel like the noughties, all pop stars just look the same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. bring it back. I know. Be a bit more Cindy Lauper or a bit more, you know, like Sporty Spice. Blondie. Blondie. Or Freddie Mercury. Absolutely. Or, you know, anyone. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I agree with you on a lot of things, but definitely there. <laughs> I've agreed with you a lot too. <laughs> How long have we been chatting for? 45 minutes. Bloody hell. Oh my God. Oh, well, I better let you uh, go and enjoy the rest of your evening. <gasps> Have I just chatted shit the whole yeah, way through that? Hey, we oh, okay. haven't said goodbye yet. Stop. He always has to jump in at some point. <laughs> no, I haven't said thank you so much. <laughs> Have a lovely time. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, Amber. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. I'm sorry if I just rumbled on. That was great. <laughs> A big thanks to Anne-Marie for taking the time to talk to me. If you aren't feeling happy and you need to talk to someone, you can contact the Samaritans at samaritans.org and give them a call. Thanks to Strong Rooms in Shoreditch for the room. You can find our show notes and previous episodes at talktheline.blog. You have been listening to Talk The Line. I'm Jen Long, produced by Paul Bridgewater. Theme music by Seams. This is a podcast from the line of Best Fit. Please give us a subscribe, follow us on Twitter, or if you're feeling very generous, leave us a nice review. Until next time, bye. <laughs>